Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to listen to the best music podcast ever? ever. Available on six platforms: Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, and more. You're listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast with James Cox and Blake Mosley. Welcome, everybody, to Win Wordsville Music Speeds Podcast. I'm your host, a professional handicapped, and yes, I know my voice sounds like Skeeter from the Muppets. <laughs> and on the other end, of, you will hear my co-host, who is the loudest guy in the room, only when he's playing the drums. The podcast's entered the sensation, my friend and yours, Brosley. What's going on, man? Hey, what is up? I'm an internet, sen- I'm a podcast internet sensation. Yes, sir. Now. Yes, sir. Whew. Yeah, that's a lot of, lot of responsibility, man. You know, you gotta keep it's, up on your Instagram. You, man, and like, I was a huge fan of podcasts uh, before I ever got involved with not religious, and to right. to be on two of them now, it it really is fun. It's 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 one of the few things I really like invest a lot of time and right. effort into. Oh yeah, a lot of time. Um, so it, but it's it's fun to me. It's it's rewarding. Right. So. This and, is a blast. Okay, well, so with this podcast, right, uh, when words fail, um, when you do research, you learn a lot more, you know, that you mm-hmm. did not know about music, you know? And that's the, exactly. that's the beauty of it, you know? So, I love learning. Yeah. It's so fun, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what have you been up to today? I mean, like, you know, since the last time I talked well, to you. Well, yeah, uh, still working. Um, this COVID-19 pandemic is still affecting business a good bit. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate to be in the position that I'm in, um, with not only having, uh, working for a shop that falls in the category of the essentials, you know, um, and Allie being in the same category, but she's able to work from home. Um, but you know, that unfortunately they sent out, they had to send out a list of like 40 people, last week from mm. all the different locations that they had to temporarily lay off, man. And, uh, I know man stuff. These are, these are hard times this, and it's scary and yeah. you know, where things are so uncertain. And, uh, but I'm thankful that my position is secure within a company that is still, that still falls under that essentials category. So, right. Uh, and, uh, and we were talking just before this podcast, just because we went on live uh, and you were telling me that the gas prices was like one twenty six or something. Dude, I went to the gas station just now to get a coffee before we started recording, and gas was down to one fifty five. One fifty five. Bring it's it been back ever. Bring it back yeah. the old nineties era of gas stations. Yeah, so uh, this, I think, I, I can't remember what gas prices were when I started driving. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. Let's see. So I was 16 when I started driving. That would have been 2008. Right. Uh, I can't remember what gas prices were then, but I, I remember them being kind of ridiculous. How old are you now? 
I am 28. 28, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so long, to, long time ago for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. It's It's been such a, a whirlwind of gas prices because we went through this time period where they were crazy high. And I remember, I, you know, I didn't have a real solid job. I was kind of working part-time at a radio station, um, kind of under-the-table stuff. And, right. you know, that was what I got paid was basically – my gas money. Right. Um, for, I only worked like one day a week in the evening. Mm -hmm. Um, and I went to school. So, and I lived kind of far out. So that would, that was what I was getting paid was literally gas money to just go back and forth to the places that I had to go to. Right. Um, and I loved what I did at the radio station. I thought it was interesting. I think that was my introduction into podcasting, even though at the time podcasts weren't even a thing. I don't think, I don't, um, I, I think it was just starting, you know, just had to have been just starting. Cause I, I didn't even know what a podcast was until, yeah. you know, maybe seven or eight years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and still didn't fully understand it. Um, and now it's just exploded. You know, everyone's got a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember when it first started out, you know, the, the, the guy, Adam Carolla, yeah, not from 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 the Love Line. I I don't know if you remember that show. But yeah, Adam Carolla um uh said that he made a lot of money on podcasting, and Howard Stern was furious. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't understand why people make so much money on podcasting when Howard Stern, the great god of radio. Yeah, um, you know, I mean, so yeah, podcasting is really um taking its uh you know it's really pushing over. Um, the radio man, because, you know, I mean, because everybody can do it, you know, all you need is a good yeah. microphone and a computer, you know, that's it. Yeah. You know? I, so I went to, I went to school, uh, I, I went to, to USC Sumter here in town, like directly after high school. Um, and what I was going for, because I worked at the radio station part time, I wanted to get into radio broadcast broadcasting mm -hmm. and, uh, there were some classes that they wanted me to take that I like math classes that I, I'm really not that good at math, even though what I do now for a living involves right. math. But right. yeah, <laughs> uh, there, they were just math classes that I didn't, I could not understand. I could not grasp why I needed to take that. And it were such, such hard classes. And I remember talking to my guidance counselor about it and she was like, well, to be honest with you, Blake broadcasting is radio and all that's just, it's going to be, gone in a few years yeah yeah and i and she was right. I, couldn't, I couldn't fathom that at the time yeah. um that was 10 years ago and uh i just i i was like there's there's got to be a need for radio but okay and so she advised me to get out of it right and so i did i dropped all my classes i actually left that school i went to central and uh just kind of piddled around with stuff before i finally dropped out altogether um but I had no idea that I would still get to live out what I wanted to do, yeah. even though I don't do it for a living. Right. It's still so fun to be able to just get on the Internet and kind of express your thoughts and opinions on things. And, you know, uh, especially like what we do is, is really fun. And I love talking about music. But the stuff we talk about on Not Religious is, doesn't go so well. 
with some people. Bro, um, oh yeah, because of the religion and the religion. Right. So very, it's, a, very... it's a really touchy subject. Yes, yes, sir. And uh, but we 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 use our experiences of things we witnessed in our former church, right. and things we heard said, things that we saw, um, things we didn't agree with, and that is what makes it so fun. Right. Um, this is a this is a real palate cleanser for me to do. Um, when words fail, because I love talking about music and music has always been a part of my life. Uh, but you know, I I also have a close relationship with God, but I think differently about things than a lot of people who consider themselves a Christian would think. And, uh, I'm all about inclusion. I'm all about acceptance and, and I want people to feel and experience, um, uh, what I experience, you know, right. So exactly. doing that type of stuff can get kind of controversial at times, but it's still rewarding when you have someone who comes up to you and they're like, I really appreciate what you guys are doing. Right. And, uh, it's just, it's, it's, there's, there's no feeling that can compare to that. It's, it's pretty great. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah. this, it, some of that stuff gets real touchy and, uh, people don't always take it well. And I, I I love to be able to come on here and do this because it kind of makes me for forget about those times whenever it's not received well, you know, and right. it, and you exactly. and you hear things that are said, right. and it makes you kind of angry. But you're like, well, who am I trying to trying to please here? So, thanks for asking me to do this podcast with you, man. It's yeah. it's it, it really is fun to do. Yeah, well, um, I I I thought I always saw you when I was when when uh when uh, I was planning on doing a podcast, um. Me and Blake did a podcast uh, called "Communicating with Words," and yeah. that and that didn't take off too well because we didn't know much about how how to um, go about it. But this still podca- very early, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but, but this podcast, we know a lot about music, and we can um, relate it to um, the public out there, all of you yeah. who are listening to us right now. So, yeah. Oh, um, if you are. Stuck at home, which I know y'all are. Y'all are quarantined yeah. and doing nothing. Go okay. So I've been watching a, a Netflix series, and I know you have because I saw a picture of him on your <laughs> Instagram. Yep. It's called Tiger King. Oh my Jeez. god! <laughs> that is listen. The, it is the most entertaining thing I've ever watched. Yes, sir. Um, Yes, sir. It is. It's just a. It's a perfect blend of everything that I just find funny, right? Um, out outright ridiculous. It, here's what I love about that show. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love animals. Oh, I've yeah. always loved animals. Yeah. Yeah. Tigers. Are um, I, you know, I would love to. I would love to pay three hundred bucks and go pet a tiger. Yeah. You know, I, I can't afford that, but I would love to do it if given the opportunity. Right. Um. So I love that part about it. Joe Exotic is freaking hilarious. Yeah. Um, and he's a singer, too, so it blends in perfectly yeah. with this podcast. With a, with a Come Here Tiger or something. Tiger his baby music or, videos uh, are so freaking funny. Yeah. Um, and he's got a little bit well of... Uh, yeah, he does. He sings yeah. pretty well. Yeah. Um, it's got a little bit of... Uh, there's some cult stuff in there. I've always found studying cults very interesting. So the, uh, you know, the one guy from Myrtle Beach... He's dude. That he's got a strip cult. That is a cult. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that's interesting to learn about. Uh, and then you talking about the guy, Carol Baskins. You talking about the guy who has like three three girlfriends or something? 
Yeah. So yeah. the guy, yeah, he's got like five girlfriends five, yeah. or wives or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. you know, he changes their names and he pays for them to have plastic surgery. Right. Um, he pays for everything. It's just wild, man. Yeah. So you got a cult there. And then to learn about Carol Baskins, the lady who's opposing all this stuff with, and she works with Big Cat Rescue. She straight up murdered her husband. I know. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> she had to. So hearing her talk about that, and uh, the theory surrounding the fact that she may or may not have killed her first husband and fed him to a tiger. Right. It is I just. Mean, it a, is everything that I love and man, everything that a, I find entertaining all man, in one show. I mean, that's a perfect murder. You know, if, if like, <laughs> nobody can, no, nobody can, uh, you know, get that body back, man. It is so mm-hmm. interesting. And I found everything it, about it. And I also found it hilarious that that uh, Joe McLeodic always talked about Carol Baskins and hated her guts. Oh, dude. big time! Every time, every time he brought up her name, I just laughed. My, it's, it's great. <laughs> Anybody who hasn't seen it, you must see that. And it's based on so a true story. So, you are not going to be disappointed. Please no, go watch Tiger King. I'm gonna steal your um Tiger Tiger King picture on your Instagram. That was hilarious. Four so I one, found, so. for for those of you who don't know what, what we're talking about, I found a series of photos that someone had uh, photoshopped um, uh, Joe Exotic's face <laughs> onto, like, classic Disney scenes from, like, <laughs> cartoons. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I tried funny. to find that, but I couldn't find out. I'm like, how the hell did he find that? Uh, dude, I'm going to have to send you those. I found yeah. I came across them on Facebook, and they're they're just they're so yeah. funny. Yeah. Yes, let me know so I can post a few up on <laughs> On Windward's Hill, um, yeah, dude. Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this podcast is a uh, time for y'all to get uh, comfortable and relax. You know, have a yep. little bit of downtime. So we are bringing to you this episode is going to be all about supergroups. Yeah, man. Um, why don't you explain to to, to people out there uh, what a supergroup is? So a supergroup is a combination of musicians that have gotten famous from other well-known bands that form. And that's, that's really what defines a super group is you can, you have a member from this band that you're already familiar with. Well, they team up with the guitarist from this band and they made a super group. That's essentially what it is. Um, and, uh, I love discovering super groups. It's not always a successful thing. We'll get into it about some of them that have actually gone on to be very successful. Um, and right. you kind of for, you almost forget about the bands that they actually came from because this band was so successful. Exactly. Um, and I love. She doesn't think it's annoying, but I love listening to music and coming across a band, and pausing for a second, looking over at my wife and saying, "Fun fact, this is actually a supergroup." And then I go into the history of who's from what band, and they played it with this band, and now they're in this band. Um, and when we get to the subject of Travis Barker, yes, we're he is he is by he far is well like, known. Yeah, he I mean, is in so many supergroups; it's ridiculous. And I'll and I'll touch on that. In fact, everyone involved with Blink One Eighty Two is very involved in a lot of supergroups. But we'll we'll get to that. Right. Um, okay. So the first one I'm going to um, relate to to find people out or listening is Ideal Slave. Yeah. Audio Slate is a great band. Um, members of Soundgarden, Rage Against Machine, and, and Custom Corporation. Yeah. Um, Chris Cornell is a singer, great singer, the greatest singer of 
of my generation, easily yes. hands down. He's a, he was a member of Soundgarden, of course, and Temple of the Dog. Temple of the Dog was a super Temp- group. Right, and I'm going to get yeah. to that after after Audio Slave, so just yeah. bear with me. Okay, yeah. so we got Tom Morello, which was also a guitarist, uh, m- mostly known for um, Rage Against the Machine. Um, and we got uh, Tim Comerford, which is uh, from Pipers of Rage. He did the bass of their of their band, and Brad Wilk, which is another member of Rage Against the Machine. Uh, he played yeah. the drums. Mm-hmm. Um, this band is like li- literally the definition of a supergroup. Yeah. Um, you got two of the most well known and all around big bands, which you got. Rage Against, the, Rage Against the Machine and Soundgarden. Yeah. And to top it all off, you got Chris Cornell. Um, Such an amazing singer. Yeah. R.I.P. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, because he died. Big time. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, he was a great, great, great singer. We lost him in, I think, 2015, 2014, something like that. Maybe. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, with, um, with songs like Coach Eyes, that brings a whole new level up to what you can do with with um right with uh your voice and sound and uh people you work with you know especially Tom Morello Tom Morello yeah. is like an extreme god on the guitar you know so he's yeah. great um we we mentioned Temple of the Dog now I looked yeah. it up uh, earlier and come to find out that that band is is basically made of 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 a pro jam and Chris Cornell. Yeah, the whole band. yeah. It was it was a, a, a few people from Pearl Jam. Um, I believe that the drummer, I know for a fact the drummer um, from Pearl Jam. I'm not positive on the other members of Temple of the Dog, it's, but Eddie Vedder, Eddie uh, Vedder, and the bassist also and sang. one of the guitarists from Pearl Jam. Okay, yeah. So it was it's, basically it's just Pearl, Pearl Jam. Jam and 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 Chris Cornell. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they were all really close. Yeah, um, they all came out about the same time. Funny enough, I knew about Audio Slave before I even knew who Soundgarden was. Well, I, I mean, did not. I did not know about Soundgarden until I saw there was a show that used to come on Fuse, right? Uh, called Stevens Untitled Rock Show, and they played music videos. Yeah, and one day they played a music video it was black hole sun yes and oh my God. i was like this song yeah. is so good yes. i was like that sounds like the singer of audio slave he has a very distinctive voice <laughs> and uh oh my God. And i looked it up and i was like holy crap this Soundgarden band was actually pretty successful holy crap they have so many great songs yeah. holy crap i can't believe i didn't know that this was a band before <laughs> yeah just okay so let me let me let me relay you something uh it makes me want to come over there and steal all your milk money I know. You know, because you should have heard of, of Soundgarden way before August Lake. But I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Give, give me the fact that you're younger. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> I'm but I, give you... I remember seeing the music videos, and I was like, that looks like the guys from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but then I was and like, they... okay, super group. Right. Yeah. Um, and they recorded two albums. Yep. So um that was a uh, this um I don't know what the what the albums were called I should know this um if you just give me a second here I will look it up 
for us. They were fantastic. I can tell you that. Yes, um, yes. Like a Stone is such a great song. Um, and Doesn't Remind Me is a very, very, very good song, too. Uh, that was off their second release, but the, I cannot think of the name of the album for some reason. Right. Um, but, yeah, Audio Slave, man. All right. Audio Slave discography is going to be um, based on two albums. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they released three albums. I'm, my bad. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, okay, so the first album was called Audio Slave. Second album was Out of Exile, which is the the CD Out of you're talking about, right? Which is yep. the CD you're talking about. And our last album was on September fourth, two thousand six, which is called Revelations. Didn't even know there was another album that came out after that. I didn't either. But um, I had they, no idea. They made songs like um, Cotras, Like a Stone, um, mm-hmm. and doesn't remind me what you are. I mean, so many great, great uh, songs. Um, um uh, uh, until. Mr. Cornell died of, you know, uh, suicide, yeah. tragically. So, yeah, great band. You should take a listen to them. Um, if not, just download them on your Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. Yeah. Uh, how about the next band? Yeah. Um, so, this, <laughs> I remember really, really getting into Velvet Revolver. Uh, is about 2004. Um, I remember staying glued to Fuse uh, it was around the time that I discovered um, uh, Soundgarden <laughs> and uh, <laughs> my god um, dude, I, I just wanted to come to over and steal yeah. your money dude all, all, all of it so you have to depend but, on your wife to give you some milk you know? I know it I know it yeah we so I, I remember around this time I was glued to like you know Fuse and at the time VH1 was still playing a bunch of music videos uh Rock was in a very good spot. There was a lot of great music that was coming out at that time. Uh, Velvet Revolver pops up. I see the music video um, for uh, Fall to Pieces. Yes. And, uh, Best song like, ever. Man, this song is great. Right. And uh, I was like, oh, that's uh, that's Slash from Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Um, did some more research on it. I was familiar with Stone Temple Pilots, but I did not have an idea of what the singer from Stone Temple Pilots looked like, right? Um, Scott Weiland. So I, uh, I was like, okay, Stone Temple Pilots, Guns N' Roses, this is this is good. And dude, they had a they had a lot of great songs that came out in the short period of time that they were a band. Also, R.I.P. Scott Weiland. Right. Okay, so that band consists of uh, Guns N' Roses, of course, Stone Temple Pilots, and Wasted Youth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the singer was, of course, Scott Weiland. You like this as Rest in Peace, another, another um, legend gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, three members from uh, Guns N' Roses were Duff McKeegan, Slash, and Matt Sorum, which is the drummer. Slash is the guitarist, yeah. and Duff McKeegan is the bass. Yeah. And um, I haven't heard much of Wasted Youth, but they got Dave Kushner as the guitarist. Mm-hmm. So. I have to look yeah. up Wasted Youth, but I heard they're a really good band. Um, yeah. And, and they also came out with two albums called Contraband, which was released in 2004, and Libertad, which is 2007. Yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, very good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, okay, so, um, now I had a, um, a, uh, I, I had to really research this next band. Yeah, I didn't think they, they that they were 
um, a super group, but they are. They are. Yes, and I knew of one member of this band, but honestly, I thought it was just a side project. I did not realize that it was a super group as well. Right. Okay, so the band we're talking about now is a, a perfect circle. Mm-hmm. And that came... Okay, so that comes of... James Maynard James Keenan, which is the singer mm-hmm. of Tool. Uh, Billy Howardell, which was a guitarist, and he was from Ashes Divided. Divided. <laughs> James Aha, Aha, um, he's another guitarist. Yeah, not, yeah. From, I had no idea about that. Yeah. About, um, yeah, he was in Smashing Pumpkins. Yes, sir, he was. Crazy. Right. I, I did not know. Right. And if you heard of uh, Eagles of Death Metal, they got yeah. Matt Mundrugans, which was the bassist. Now, mm-hmm. I could not find anything on Jeff Freely, their uh, their drummer. So I don't know if you heard of him before. Or I have not. The name doesn't sound familiar, but um, but I I love the uh, I love the drums and the the songs that I've heard right. uh, from A Perfect Circle. Um, trying to look up a few things on him while you're talking about that and see if anything jumps out at me. Right. Well, I am, um... Uh, Filter. He was in Filter. Oh, okay, okay, Filter. Great band, yeah. too. Um, that's yep. another Super Bowl break. Yep. Maybe? I don't know. I know Filter was the, um, was the, uh, members from the touring a band from Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. And so that's another uh, super group. I think we'll probably do them in the near future. Yeah. But uh, A Perfect Circle has recorded four albums. Actually, yeah, four albums. Uh, the first one was Murdy Noms. Came out in mm-hmm. 2013. Uh, Step, which was 2003. Emotive, which is 2004. And the last one is Eat the Elephant, which is 2018. Yeah. I have not heard anything from Eat the Elephant. That's a strange title, you know. I remember <laughs> uh, Perfect Circle uh, being featured on the Constantine um, soundtrack from way back when. Again, this was around the time of Velvet Revolver, uh, whenever Constantine came out. And I was glued to those those channels, man. And this that's, that song would come up, and I cannot for the life of me remember what the song is called. I'm gonna look it up real quick. Okay. Um, but it was off of the Constantine movie soundtrack. Right. Um, uh, I can tell you in just a second. Passive. Okay. That's the name of the song. Passive. Passive. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, God, it's so good. Yeah, I'm gonna it download is. that right now there's to my a, phone and a, listen to it later. <laughs> there's a, okay. So since you're doing that, you might as well download um, um, Blue um, from the album called First Use. But that is a beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Album. Oh my god, yeah. that's like one of the songs that I've Absolutely. Wow. Okay, so how about the next band? The next triple group? Chicken Foot. Chicken Foot. Members of Van Halen, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Man. Um, so let's see here. We've got Michael Anthony. Right. Um, who was in, uh, who, uh, in Van Halen. That's right. Sammy Hagar, who was also in Van Halen, um, and had a very successful uh, solo career of his own. Right, right, um, yes. 
before Van Halen does. Right, right. Joe Satriani, um, who's playing lead guitar, and then Chad Smith, one of my favorite drummers of all time from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, oh my God, he's on a the beast on guitar. I mean, on, on a drum plan. You know? I love it. Yeah. So um, good, man. Fun fact is that Joe Satriani taught Kirk Hammett how to play guitar. Really? You know that? That's crazy. Yes, sir. Small world. It is. It is. Um, yeah. Uh, um, and that just shows you how good of a guitarist Joe Satriani is. Because look where Kurt is yeah. now, you know? Oh, yeah. He's in, like, one of the biggest bands of all time. Um, yeah. And you can't, you know, uh, go wrong with that at no. all. Plus, Not at all. Okay, man. so let me ask you this. If you had any... Uh, if you had to name any band, why wouldn't you name your band Chickenfoot? There has got to be some type of it's got, it's significance got to, be to yeah. that name. It's strange, but yeah. I dig it. Right, okay. Yeah, me, I mean, it's a great, great name. You know, yeah. it brings in brings in a lot of fans. You know. Yeah. Um. So they recorded two albums. First album was called Chickenfoot, and the strange thing is, um, <laughs> their second album is called Chickenfoot Three. <laughs> Why? So they just Why? skipped over yeah. the double. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah so Chickenfoot uh, came out in 2009. When yeah. they first formed. Chickenfoot 3, which is their second album, came out in 2011. Yeah. I don't know why they did this. But They're probably great. just high. Uh, well, I mean, St. Hagar does like to drink alcohol, so That's right. that could have a big influence on them. Cabo Wabo. Cabo Wabo, yes sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, and... um. Here's another great out, great song from uh, the same Hagar. You should look up the song Heavy Metal. Um, yeah. It was on the soundtrack of a cartoon called Heavy Metal. I remember at, seeing Heavy Metal at a very young age and just being so confused. Now, did you see Heavy Metal or Heavy Metal 2000? Because that's a Ooh, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I, can't, I don't know what it was that I watched, but I remember South Park doing a rip-off of it and it was hilarious <laughs> yeah oh god i gotta i gotta see that now that's bro i haven't seen that in years it's the episode where they are all getting high off of cat pee no, right. <laughs> and kenny is uh, addicted to it and so kenny's like on this trip and it's from like his his trip is from the heavy metal movie it's right. so funny wow that's, that's, that's great yeah awesome. okay so um uh, this next band is the definitive um, super group. It yes, is the man. Foo Fighters. Yeah. Uh, member of Nirvana, Atlanta, and Sunny Day Real Estate. Oh, Sunny Day Real Estate is so awesome. Um, they did a lot for, they get credited for the, the first wave of emo. Oh, okay. Um, so, Sunny Day Real Estate has some really great songs. Please go look them up. They have a few music videos on YouTube. Um, you know the AHA video for Take On Me where it looks like they're like drawn in yes, and kind of like a cartoon? Yeah. So they have a music video, and I can't remember which song it was for, but they have a music video that's very similar to that. So okay. uh, definitely drove uh, or got some influence from AHA's music video for Take On Me. But, right. yeah, so the original drummer – for Foo Fighters before Taylor Hawkins was the drummer for Sunny Day Real Estate. Um, and then the bass. Right. Um, yeah, I got the bassist. 
the bassist yeah. was also in Sunday Real Estate. Yeah, so the uh, the lineup includes David Grohl, which is uh, was the was the drummer of uh, Nirvana. Now Genius. The, now, yes, now is the guitarist for Foo Fighters. Yeah. Pat Smear, also from Nirvana. Um, he's also the guitarist from that band. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Nate Mendel, which is the guitarist for Sunday Day Real Estate, I guess, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, so he's the one that played bass. Yes, okay. In Sunday Real Estate, yeah. Uh-huh. But he, but, but now he plays guitar for Foo Fighters, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And we got all the almighty Taylor Hawkins from Atlantis Morset playing the drums. Yeah, um, man. Now, I looked on their Wikipedia, and I don't know if it's true, but they got, they got some more members um, in, in mm-hmm. their group, um, which consists of uh, uh, two more or one more guitarist and yeah. a keyboardist. So there's another guitarist, and I, his name escapes me, and, uh, but I, and I, I meant to look this up before we started recording. Um, there's so many supergroups out there, but what the other guitarist that is in Foo Fighters is in another supergroup called Me First and the Gimme Gimme. So have you ever heard of them? Yes, sir. So they, you know, they do like a lot of punk rock cover songs, um, and members of of Me First and the Gimme Gimme's also include the bassist and lead singer for No Effects, and the list goes on. So another great super group. They do a, a ton of great, really funny covers. Like, I believe I can fly, but it's all punk rock. You know, it's just, it's, it's <laughs> right. great, you know? Okay. Um, Foo Fighters have released nine albums um, since they first started. Um, mm-hmm. uh, David Grohl did the whole first album by himself and just hired... Um, touring members like uh, Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor did. Um, yeah. But my favorite song of all time on on their catalog is My Hero. Um, I yeah. Think that's, I think that's from The Color and the Shape, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay, yes. Um, yeah, so that is great. Um, that should be the, the one of the um, American anthems of all time. You know? that's, yeah. That's just great. And uh, I know... Nobody likes rumors, but I've heard I've heard a rumor that that um, you remember when uh, David Dave uh, Grohl fell down off the stage and broke his leg. Yes. So that happened on June twelfth, twenty fifteen. He falls and breaks his leg. Yeah. The rumor is he did it on purpose to skyrocket <laughs> to, to skyrocket uh, um, uh, sales because their their album Sonic Highway has been do so well, you know, selling. I okay, so let me I'll, let me rephrase that. Dave Dave Grohl would not on purpose break his leg. <laughs> you know? No, I don't think he would have done that for, on purpose. For sales, I don't think uh, Dave Grohl is, is the most humble guy you will ever meet. You know? That's what I heard, man. Yeah. So we have a. Have we talked about the list that me and Allie have of celebrities that we would hang out with if we could? No. So we have a list of celebrities that we would invite to a dinner party, um, if if ever given the opportunity. At the top of that list is Dave Grohl. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Just his the Foo Fighters documentary, I believe, is still on Netflix. is so good. It's a look into uh, their beginnings. Um, He talks about Kurt Cobain briefly, and you can tell that he's still very upset. Shaken up, yeah, right. from the whole Kurt Cobain incident. Right. Um, 
but everything that I've ever heard about Dave Grohl is it just has been nothing but nice things that people have said about. It. I've never heard anyone talk crap about Dave Grohl. No allegations of any kind. Uh, just always heard that he's a, a very humble, nice person, and one of the most talented people that you could ever dream to work with right. in the music realm. Right. So, yeah. um, what is that documentary called? So I can look it up on Netflix. Man, I can't know? even remember what the documentary is called. But yeah, search for a Foo Fighters documentary on Netflix, and you'll find it. It's it's so good. Um, I'll see if I can look it up for you okay uh, but yeah i remember one day i you know called out sick i had strep throat or something so i stayed home from work right and uh i watched it it's called back and forth oh okay okay yeah um foo fighters back and forth right uh it's uh i watched it as a you know on a set day and uh just just such a such a such a great great documentary really diving into the lives of the food fighters so right oh uh, okay so um uh david Grohl has been in, in countless um super group and mm-hmm. one of them that that i would like to talk about is them crooked vultures you mm-hmm. mentioned them to me and i looked them up and i found out that they had um, members from Led Zeppelin, Foo Fighters, and Queen of the Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah. Uh, the band consists of John Paul Jones, which is the Almighty bassist from Led Zeppelin. Uh, Josh Holm, or yeah, Josh Holm from Queens of the Stone Age. He's their singer and guitarist, and he got yeah. David Grohl, of course, on drums because that's what he does. Um, you know, instead of playing with Foo Fighters on guitar. Neat yeah. album, of course, the, the Foo Fighters and Nirvana. And they yeah. released one studio album, and I don't think they released any more, you know. Not not, not, that, not that I can find. I don't think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it was, um, I saw the um, uh, 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 the Queens of the Stone Age drummer on when I met Kirk Hammett, because he, he was in the band uh, yeah. with... Um, with the wedding band, yeah, that's a super group too. But but Which it's not really group. it's not really a real group because they don't because they haven't released any albums yet, you know. But yeah, uh, but uh, that's just a like a com- comedy uh, wedding band kind of gimmick band, you know. They do cover songs sure. or not. So yeah, so um, good guys, good guys. Yeah. Uh, um, do you want to take this next one or do you want me to? Um, I will take this next one. Okay, cool. Um, so, Down. Down. Um, Down. That is the name of the band, Down. Yeah, Down. Uh, members of Pantera, uh, Corrosion of Conformity, Crowbar, and Goat Whore. Um, they're a, <laughs> you can, you can book Goat Whore now for all of your weddings. That's right. Um, and bar mitzvahs. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and, and, um, and Blake will sing for them, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, members consist of Phil Anselmo, known famously for being the lead singer of Pantera, um, Jimmy Bauer from Crowbar on the drums, Kirk Weinstein, uh, for, uh, for also from Crowbar on guitar, Pepper James Keenan from Corrosion of Conformity on guitar, and Patrick Bruders, who's playing bass, who is known for playing in Goat Whore. Goat Whore. Now, I'll be from, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm not as familiar with Down. Right. As I was other projects that stemmed from Pantera, like uh, 
uh, um, oh crap, um, can't think of the name. Cowboys Damage Mill? Plan. Oh yeah, Damage yeah. Plan. Damage Plan. Uh, Damage Plan and Hell Yeah. Hell Yeah. Um, Hell Yeah. I've seen Hell Yeah live. Uh, really? With, it's just another super group. Uh, nice. Yeah. With Vinnie Paul from Pantera and uh, the singer from Mudvayne. I can't remember his name right now, but that's another super group. Right. Um, but no, I wasn't as familiar with Down. But I, I tell you this, uh, I love Pantera. So if it sounds anything like Pantera, I'm on board, man. It, it does sound like Pantera because I can tell yeah. you, I can tell you some things about them. Um, not really much of anything, but I don't think they make music anymore due to and Phil and some of mouth. Um, he got in a lot, a lot of troubles. He says yeah. things without thinking, and sometimes you should think without, you know. I mean, yeah. So he gets himself in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Uh, one one incident that happened a few years back was like he was at a um, like a dime bash thing where they all go once a year and pay respects to the dime bag Daryl who died. Yeah. Tragically. Um, yeah. Um, and during that that uh. That show, um, he put up his right hand and, and uh, gave the Nazi sign oh, and God. said "White Power," and oh Jeez. my God, the whole oh. the whole thing came down on him, and rightfully so, because you don't see that nowadays, you know. Not a bright move. No, no, but uh, <laughs> yeah, the down is not uh, making music anymore, but. Uh, they when they did make music, they they released three albums. It's the first one's Nola, and then Down Two, and Bustle yeah. and Your Hedro. That's a gimmick off of Led Zeppelin's song. Yeah. Um, and then it's Down Three. They yeah. came out in '95, 2002, and 2007. And they also released some extended plays, which is Down Four and Down mm-hmm. Five. So okay. Um, really great, really great band. Um, don't uh, judge the band off of Phil because they got some really badass music. I yeah, think everybody should listen to it at, at yeah. least once. You know, it just open your mind and uh, yeah, yeah, great, great, great music. Cool, cool, yeah. cool, man. Yeah, yeah, dude. So we got a we we got a, a few more things to go. Um, mm-hmm. we got about three more bands and um, yeah, yeah. So, um, one of the bands are the Damn Yankees. The Damn Yankees. The Damn Yankees. Um, <laughs> <laughs> great, great title, you know, because the baseball yeah. guy, I, I guess. Um, yeah. So the members of those would be members of Six, Night Ranger, Linda Skinner, and Ted Nugent. Yeah, man. Uh, Tommy Shaw is the lead singer of this band. He was in Six. Mm-hmm. Jack Blades is their bassist. And he played in Night Ranger. Mm-hmm. Ted Nugent, you got him from Ted Nugent himself. Which oh, is kinda, yeah. Yeah, which is, I mean, he's great live. You must see him if you know we haven't. And yeah. Michael Cardillone, which mm-hmm. is the drums for Leonard Skinner. That man's, yeah. a, that man's a beast. A beast. Yeah, I've seen, I've, I've managed to see Leonard Skinner live before. Uh, and it was a great show. Absolutely great show. Right. I would do it again in a heartbeat. <laughs> Um, so they released, uh, three albums uh-huh. and their albums consist of, let me pull up here, pull up off here, uh, two albums. Did I say two albums? Nope. Okay. So, yeah. So, uh, 
Okay, so, yeah, so so it is uh, three albums. Um, the first album was Damn Yankees, which came out in 90. Yeah. Uh, Don't Trade, which came out in 92. And then they released the last album called Extended Versions, which is yeah. 2008. Um, and their most noted song is, is High Enough. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, yeah, so anybody who likes Damn Yankee, anybody who likes Ted Nugent, yeah, <laughs> should automatically like Damn Yankees. Absolutely. So they're great. They're great. Uh, you want to take the transplants? So I'm going to take, uh, here's what I'm going to do okay. uh, for the last, the last part of this episode, just because these are all some of my favorite bands in the entire world. Yeah. And there's a lot of explanation. Okay. And everyone bear with me because I'm about to get really nerdy when it comes to this music. <laughs> really deep. Uh, because this features, there's a lot of super groups that feature my favorite drummer of all time being Travis Barker. And I will dive into each super group that has stemmed from the Blink-182 core. Okay? Uh, so Blink-182, not a super group in itself, but you have uh, the, not the founding members, but the most notable members being Tom DeLonge. Mark Hoppus and Travis Parker. Mark Hoppus singing, playing bass. Tom DeLonge singing, playing guitar. Travis Parker on the drums. There have been super groups that have stemmed from each member of Blink-182, and all of them are so very, very good. Okay. We're going to start with Travis Parker because Travis Parker is the most well-known for joining other super groups, and I will dive into each one of his that he has done. Um, the first one being the Transplants. Now, the Transplants... Uh, consisted of the singer Tim Armstrong from Rancid, Travis Parker on drums, um, and uh, Rob Aston or Skinhead Rob, as he goes by, from Death March. Um, it was a cool band because it was fused with like punk elements, hip hop, um, and just it, the LA the LA scene at the time back in the early two thousands. Uh, everyone's driving a Cadillac. Everyone's tattooed out. Snoop Dogg was involved in some of their songs. It's just everything about the Transplants was so cool. Man. Um, they released three studio albums and one extended play. Go check go check out every single one because they were all fantastic. Um, around the same time that the Transplants was going on, there was another super group that came about um, called Boxcar Racer. Have you ever heard of Boxcar Racer? I I, I, I want to say yes, but I'm really not sure. <laughs> so you you probably don't know too much about Boxcar Racer because they only did one album. But Boxcar Racer consisted of Tom DeLonge, who sang guitar or sang and played guitar in Blink-182. Mm -hmm. um, Travis Barker played drums. Um, David Kennedy, who we'll come back to David Kennedy in just a minute, also played guitar in Anthony Celestino, who played bass. Um, we're going to come, we're going to come back to Tom DeLonge and David Kennedy in just a little bit because they are in another super group. Um, actually we'll go ahead and talk about them. So shortly after that, Blink-182, you know, went on a hiatus and, uh, Tom DeLonge started this band called Angels and Airwaves. Um, are you, I've heard so of them, you're familiar yeah. with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah big time. So Angels and Airwaves, uh, consisted and I'll pull it back up real quick. Consisted of Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 and Boxcar Racer. <laughs> David Kennedy, who I just mentioned, right. um, who played in Boxcar Racer. Um, the original bassist, I am trying to uh, find his name. 
um, bear with me one second here, but he was in uh, a band called, um, oh God, I can't think of it. Bear me one second here. Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's funny that the um, Distillers. That was it. Okay, Distillers. Okay. So he was the origin. He was the basis for the Distillers, and then you had Adam Willard, who has been in God knows how many bands. Uh, Rocket from the Crypt. He played with Alkaline Trio for a short period of time. Um, he played with The Offspring for a very short period of time as well. Wow. Uh, currently plays for Against Me, but Adam Willard was the original drummer for Angels and Airwaves. So the bassist, the first bassist that they had, eventually left. They brought in the bassist that was formerly of 30 Seconds to Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, so you still have a super group. Right. Then Adam Willard left um, Angels and Airwaves. They brought in the drummer from Lost Prophets. So still a super group. Right. Um, so everyone's still with me? <laughs> so, so far, yeah. So, so far? Yeah, so far. All right. So we'll, we'll talk about another super group that stemmed from Blink-182. So during this time period that Angels and Airways was going on, Mark Hoppus, who played bass and sang and sings in Blink-182, decided to start a band with Travis Barker uh, called Plus 44. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Plus 44 was also a super group because it featured the guitarist from... Um, uh, oh, my God. It, it just I just have my notes pulled up here. Okay. Bear with me one second here. Yeah. Um, so you had Mark Hoppus, uh, Travis Barker on drums, Craig Fairbaugh, who um, played in a few different punk bands. I can't remember what it was. And then another guy that was in a few other punk bands as well. So there's another super group. Um, and then... <laughs> oh, God. Okay. And then uh, Tom DeLong says he's... He comes back. He does an album with Blink-182. Then he says, I'm done with Blink-182 because I want to pursue Angels and Airwaves, and also I want to study aliens So okay. and UFOs. <laughs> so Tom Ooh. DeLong leaves Blink-182. He still has Angels and Airwaves going. Still right. a super group. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring in Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. Now, mind you, Alkaline Trio's, one of their earlier drummers was Adam Willard, who plays who was the original drummer for Angels and Airwaves. Right. Okay. Okay. So Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio is now the lead singer and guitarist for Blink-182. And that's the current lineup that they have. Matt Skiba also has a super group. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, man. I'm dead serious. I'm dead oh serious. Oh my God, dude. Uh, it is, uh, he has a, a super group called Matt Skiba and the Secrets, okay. um, which features the bassist from AFI and the touring drummer for My Chemical Romance. Great band. Yes. So these, all of these bands have been so great to listen to over the years because I have just, I've fallen in love with each one. All of the super groups are incredible. I think that's why Blink-182 is, is one of my favorite bands because they created great music together and apart from each other. Right. Um so, and I could I could go on about the collaborations that Travis Barker. Um, I think Travis Barker uh, needs to chill out a minute. You know, Jesus. Yeah, he's got Can a lot. Oh yeah. Okay, just making sure. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so there. He's a he's an incredible drummer. All of his supergroups are fantastic to listen to, um, and just the the core of what Blink-182 was known for just created great music and continues to make great music, even though they're apart from each other. 
Right. Wow, that's that's something, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess it's safe to say you are a nerd for Travis Barker, but that's okay. Yes, that's okay. I'm a huge nerd. Yeah, that's huge okay. nerd. <laughs> that's okay. Um, and I, I, oh, oh, I didn't even. Okay, all right. So I'm actually forgetting something here. Okay. I'm forgetting about another super group that started out as a regular band and turned into a super group. So. Um, when I texted you the other day about Goldfinger, yeah, um, Goldfinger was pretty popular in the late '90s, early 2000s. They got really big off of the Tony Hawk soundtracks. Yes, um, Goldfinger is now considered a supergroup because they feature members. Travis Barker played with Goldfinger for on one of their albums. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the guitarists from the band Story of the Year. Uh, is now a guitarist for Goldfinger. Um, and then the bassist and singer from MXPX oh, plays wow. bass in, yeah, in Goldfinger. Okay. Um, John Feldman, the singer Goldfinger, has recorded and produced more great classic albums than I could ever count. Uh, the new, He recorded it, mixed, and produced the newest Blink-182 album, the last two Blink-182 albums. Um all of the used albums, I believe, right. uh, and with and bands like Story of the Year and different ones like that. Uh, but, dude, it is it is insane. And I have one more super group I want to talk about before we head on out. Yeah. Um, and I'm gonna actually look up the names real quick for this one because I don't want to screw this up. Everything else was just kind of yeah, um, <laughs> okay. Like uh, just my brain just oh. jumping back and forth. It- and that um that band of the old Goldfinger didn't you say that they renamed their band to New Goldfinger? I don't think they 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 consider themselves that now, but it is fun. That's okay. what I call them. I call oh, them New okay. Goldfinger okay. because it's it's uh it's just funny how they turned into this super group. Right. Um, which is but, great, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so all right, this last band that I'm going to talk about. Um, it's called Drugs. Now, Drugs is an acronym for Destroy, Rebuild, Until God Shows. Awesome. And for anyone who is that was ever a part of the Screamo scene kid phase, this is made up of all, all of your favorite pants. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and in fact, I don't even think that they are a band anymore. Mm. Um, they have been teasing some stuff, but I don't know for sure. So Drugs consists of Craig Owens, known for singing in Chiodos, Matt Good, who played guitar and sang in From First to Last. I don't know if you're familiar with them. Are you I familiar am. with you are? Okay. Yeah. So a lot of people know Skrillex. Um yes. well Skrillex as a DJ was a singer before he was a DJ and he sang for From First to Last. Oh, okay. I um, didn't know that. Yeah. So and then you have um Nick Martin who plays guitar in Sleeping with Sirens. Okay. Um, Adam Russell, who was the bassist for Story of the Year that we just talked about um, a second ago. And then finally, Aaron Stern, who is the former drummer of a band called Matchbook Romance. So all these, like, screamo bands formed a band called Drugs, and they were so freaking good, man. I love drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Especially cocaine, right? 
I love drugs. I love drugs. No. <laughs> the, the, the good drugs, not the bad drugs, right? Yeah, the yeah. band. The, the music band, part of the drugs is the, great. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I, I, I don't know if the music part of the drugs because a lot of musicians take drugs. So, anyway. And then they create great music. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they do. They do. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that has been the uh, seventh episode, Woo! I think, of When Words Fail, Music Speaks podcast. My Thank brain is fried. Oh, my God. You need to relax now. You know? <laughs> Just go back to work, sit down, chill out, drink coffee. Give your drink some more coffee. Give your voice a break, you know? Oh, yes, I will. <laughs> so thank, thank you all for, for listening to this podcast. Uh, make sure you share and uh, rate and uh, give us a review afterwards after you're listening to this fan, the fabulous podcast. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I've, I have been James Cox. He has been Brosley. That's me. See you later. Thank you. Bye, guys. You've been listening to the When Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. Stay tuned for more, and thank you for listening.